0: It's November 15th, 2009. I'm Valerie in Toronto. And for National Podcast Post Month, this is no mood swing. Okay, first off, we're halfway through National Podcast Post Month. woo (laughs) Second off, it's time to read more Heather Haverleski. From the... What's today? November 14th, did I just say we're halfway through? Yeah. November 14th edition of Salon.com. This is from uh, the I Like to Watch TV column Medical Drama Smackdown Mercy versus McDreamy! Exclamation point. The insertion of the word drama as a stand in for emotional confrontation tells us a lot about our psychological state in this self conscious, unenlightened age. While emailing, texting, and tweeting are acceptable ways to communicate important feelings and ideas these days, shrugging, proclaiming noncommittally that it is what it is, and outright avoidance are widely embraced means of signaling our shifting emotional needs. Conversely, by stating your feelings directly to another human being face-to-face, you risk becoming known as someone who loves drama. Standing in sharp contrast to the sane individuals who don't want any drama, i.e., would prefer that instead of expressing yourself, you'd simply drop off the face of the earth, or at the very least have the common decency to boil your feelings down to 140 characters or less. But in a world of passive-aggressive drama avoiders, the tiniest understated droplet of emotion makes a gigantic splash... When everyone is cautious to the point of becoming polite, back-patting yes-men with the same appreciative professional smiles plastered on their faces, see how easy it is to misinterpret a neutral gaze? When no one tells you what they're really feeling or thinking, when no one mentions being disappointed or disturbed by another person's actions, see how easy it is to misunderstand a gap between phone calls or a long-delayed Facebook response? When everyone coats their words in the same tone of supernatural friendliness and acceptance, see how tough it can be to word that email in a way that doesn't cause offense? We're all slowly backing away from each other, nodding and smiling reassuringly, our fingers poised over our handheld devices, eager to tap out a few soothing parting words to smooth our transitions to the next impoverished non-engagement. Maybe this is why it's hard not to crave a good TV drama these days. The pace of adult life is hectic, and aside from the occasional meaningful conversations with old friends, by phone mostly, our lives are filled with idle chatter and niceties, who can blame us for retreating to our beds at night, turning on the tube, and leaning in to the high-stakes, weighty stares and tense exchanges as another hour of scripted catharsis comes to a rolling boil? But what dramas are truly worth our time these days? Mad Men wrapped on Sunday, Joss Whedon's Dollhouse just got cancelled, and yes, I was, rot- I, I was watching it regularly, and yes, I'm seriously disappointed. TNT's Saving Grace is being stretched out through next summer, but only because there won't be a fifth season. Sure, there's FX's Sons of Anarchy, CBS's The Good Wife, Fox's Lie to Me, CBS's The Mentalist, Showtime's Dexter, and a handful of other reasonably good hour long shows. But if you're often bored by procedurals, I am, and don't always want to consider another brutal murder or climactic courtroom confession, I don't, then the possibilities are limited. After browsing the sparse dramatic offerings on my DVR, I usually end up puffing uninterestedly on some medical melodrama. At least hospitalized soft porn is complicated women falling in and out of love, surrounded by supportive himbos and deeply soulful expressive patients bleeding and crying out in pain and dying in their arms as the camera circles, hungry for more wet eyes and heavy sighs. Or maybe I'm just taking pains to express my continuing somewhat shameful itch for a weekly dose of Grey's Anatomy, 9 p.m. Thursdays on ABC. Despite countless highs, Torres discovering her love for Han, and Lowe's, Izzy hallucinating, making sweet love to dead Denny, this drama remains a brilliant manipulator of viewer emotions. Now, let's be clear. The staffing decisions on this show have defied logic. Get rid of brilliant Brooke Smith. Why? Because she's convincing as a self-possessed lesbian doctor? Hire Jessica Capshaw to play a perky, wrinkly-nosed, ultra-patriotic lipstick lesbian instead because it makes the gay storyline more palatable to the general god and country and lipstick-loving populace? And then let T.R. Knight, who plays George, walk without a fight, but keep whiny Katherine Heigl, who plays Izzy and build a big, soppy, tedious cancer storyline around her? Pair her first with dead Denny, Snore, and then dull Alex, Justin Chambers? But the truth is, even the bad characters on this show are reasonably fleshed out, thanks to the fact that the writers make sure that every character's dialogue adheres very closely to that character's guiding principles. Christina Yang, Sandra O is an obsessive, surgical badass who hates touchy-feely bullshit. Alex is, as the Mercy West newbies so aptly put it, sort of a douche. Lexi, Chyler Lee, is idealistic and naive. Owen Hunt, Kevin McKidd, is thoughtful and haunted and heroic under pressure. Somehow, as simple as these basic profiles are, they work. Even Arizona Capshaw, with her rousing patriotic monologues, do you sniff a little of stepdad Spielberg's greatest generation sentimentality floating into the mix here? Sort of works as a nurturing, courageous, principles first, girly girl. In fact, the only time characters drop their signature concerns and sound m- m- like a more generic Gray's Anatomatron is when they have some big emotional message to communicate to another character, and then they slip into Gray's Anatom speak, which I'll demonstrate using my Gray's Anatom Adlib. Quote, Look, I know you don't like the fact that I, past tense verb, your patient's noun. I know that I, past tense verb, on your part of body. But I care about value or principle. I care about same value or principle. And I can't just verb along knowing that same value or principle has been trampled on. Same value or principle makes you verb. Same value or principle sometimes makes noun look like noun. But same-value or principle matters. It matters, and I can't pretend it doesn't. That's not me. That's not how I was raised. That's not the woman-man-doctor-who-is-your-wife-husband-friend-boss-intern. Verb, if you want to, verb, but that's not me. End quote. As you can see, the Grace Lib produces exactly the sort of stirring monologue you need to get from the big relationship crisis to the vagina music montage. Formulaic though it may be, those thoughtful voiceovers and that repetitive emotional prose and that vagina music and that big weighty value or principle du jour makes us feel things that tweets and small talk and status updates can't touch. As little as I care about whether Izzy and Alex get back together, or whether Chief, James Pinkins Jr., and McDreamy, Patrick Dempsey, stop clashing and really who could care, this show continues chugging along like the little hospital tugboat that could, with new, almost believable life-or-death battles and almost-moving romantic confrontations each week. Despite its very idealized, sugary take on the medical realm, I still find Grey's Anatomy emotionally engaging and relaxing at the same time. It's not a work of genius, no, but it's lively and clever and sweet, and there are ideas and feelings in the mix that make it far superior to the more typical, flatly macho conflict we find on other dramas. Thus do I find myself, every week without fail, rolling this sweet medical melodrama into a fat doobie and smoking it till it's cashed, or until the strummy love ballad seeps in and Mare Dare fall asleep spooning while the Seattle rain pitter-patters pensively outside. That's all we have time for today. If you want to find out what she thinks of Mercy and their part of the Smackdown, tune in tomorrow. Or you could just read the rest of it on salon.com. But how fun would that be? The blog is nomoodswing.blogspot.com. Be back tomorrow. Take care.